the thing that I learned a lot um, was the power of brand. Um, so uh, in my early days, I would have thought brand marketing is is, is a joke, uh, and and that you know these, these I could run lead generation campaigns to be very very successful based on kind of my mastery of the of the um, underlying channel, you know. Um, but um, what I, what I've recognized now as I'm older is that the success and failure of those campaigns that I were running were largely predetermined based on the brand affinity of the client that I was working for. G'day folks, Troy Dean here and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. This is the show where we help you start and grow your very own WordPress consulting business and it is my absolute pleasure this week to have as my feature guest Larry Kim. Larry, of course, uh, was the founder of WordStream, the largest paid advertising software platform in the world, and uh, which was sold last year to Gannett Publishing for $150 million. 130 of that was cash, and the remaining 20 was uh, a buyout based on performance over the next 24 months. So not bad for someone who started this business on his own, basically in a coffee shop uh, that had free Wi-Fi. He comes from a software engineering background. Uh, he left WordStream in July last year. He has a new startup. It's called Mobile Monkey. It is a chatbot software uh, platform. It is the fastest growing Facebook chatbot platform in the world. Uh, Larry is a very humble very gentle, softly spoken man, and it was fascinating listening to his insights, and uh, I'm really excited to bring this interview to you. So get your notepad and your pens ready. Stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Just before we get into this episode of the podcast, I have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on iTunes at wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Or if you're not an Apple user, you can get us on Stitcher Radio at wpelevation.com slash Stitcher. And please, if you are on iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It really does help us come up in the search results and get the show in front of a wider audience. And we love your feedback and we read all of the reviews. Thanks in advance. Now let's get back to the show. G'day folks, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation and welcome to another episode of the podcast. And I'm super excited to have with me our feature guest this week, all the way from Canada, I believe, Larry Kim. Hey Larry, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Troy. Pleasure. Uh, are you in Canada? Is that right? Uh, I'm from Canada, like Winnipeg, but I, I live here in Boston. Um, so, oh, cool. Nice. Awesome. Uh, now, for those that don't know, have been living under a rock for the last 10 years, uh, who is Larry Kim and why are we talking to you? Uh, well, uh, I'm known for, I guess, founding a company called WordStream. It's the world's largest um, pay-per-click advertising software um, company in the world. Um, it was, uh, it's about 300 people. Um, uh, you know, millions of, of, of users and um, sold to Net in July of last year for about 150 million. And um, this is uh, working on my second company, Mobile Monkey. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, Facebook's fastest growing Facebook Messenger chatbot marketing product. Wow. Um, 
Uh, oh, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> but, so I do want to talk uh, a little bit about uh, uh, growing a company. A lot of the people listening to this podcast are fascinated with technology, but they're also fascinated with people and culture and fast-growing companies. Um, but before we get there, how, what were you doing before WordStream? How did you get into the tech space? Uh, my background's in software engineering, so... Um, you know, all this marketing stuff that you know, search marketing and 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 uh, social media marketing, none of that existed. Like you know, so so everyone came from 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 somewhere else. You know what I mean? Um, and so my background was in just software engineering. Um, my, uh, I have a electrical engineering degree, uh, and and um, just uh, kind of discovered search marketing and thought it was very powerful and decided to start a business in that in that space because. Um, uh, you know how how powerful it, it can be if you can uh, just really dominate a, a category of keywords and really run circles around the competition. I was really excited about that, and um, so that that's kind of how I got started there. So, did you start WordStream to scratch your own itch? Were you looking for software to optimize your own paid search, or did you just see a gap in the market and think that you could fill it? Uh, I think it's uh, a bit of both. Um, so I think every engineer uh, dreams of you know creating something of, of their own someday. You know, uh, and and uh, so there's definitely want me wanting to do that at some point. Um, the as for the discovery, my discovery of, of search marketing and, and and just learning about it. Uh, you know, like a lot of things, it's it's just by accident. Um, someone. Someone tells you about it, and, and I, you know, you do a little bit of work there, and you take, find some interest in that, and and uh, it was just one of those situations. Uh, eventually, like I, uh, I actually started out doing search marketing consulting work, uh, mm-hmm. and um, and it was very profitable because this was like ten years ago, so you could you could yeah, yeah. You, you you could could command better rates because it was pretty um, unusual, you know, like like there it was it's not so common uh, as it is today. Yeah. Uh, um, and and uh, I, I just re- basically wrote software for myself initially. So it was uh, in, in order for me to scale my own sole proprietorship to, you know, have more customers. I, I wrote software to automate sort of the repetitive, stupid tasks that are involved with with, with search marketing. And then the light bulb went off, and I, th- I thought, like, well, what if I, instead of like you know hiring more consultants, what if I, you know, s- sold the software instead? So that was kind of the genesis of the genesis of that. And. It- at what point did you realize, okay, I'm onto something here. Let's forget about the consulting and go all in on the software and build a team and 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 try and get this thing off the ground. Uh, when did I realize I was onto something? I would yeah. say I'd say you know two three years in when we started predictably selling, you know one or two new businesses per day. Um, that then I kind of thought like, yeah, it feels like there's 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 a market here and that we've kind of f- f- uh, filled the need, uh, you know, because like you know early on it's it's kind of it's kind of random, you know, you, maybe you get a client in one week and maybe not for another month, you know, it was um, kind of touch and go actually at the beginning, um, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say you know, two or three years in, uh, it, it started to feel like this could be something. I'm fascinated with um, team and culture, and I'm I'm particularly fascinated with how you get. You know, you said Wordstream. By the time you sold it, it's a team of 300 people. Yeah. How do you how do you get 300 people moving in generally the same direction? <laughs> you know, it's hard. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I've got 12, and I'm struggling with 12 people. I can't imagine 300. <laughs> so uh, just to give you an idea of scale, so like 300 people. 
um, you know, people don't stay at companies forever, especially if you're hiring younger people, you know, like, mm. like, like an average tenure could be like, you know, two, three years, you know? Mm. So, you know, that means you're, you, you're hiring basically, you know, two to three people every week, right? Because you're mm. both growing the company and you're replacing people who, who, who've been there for, you know, two to three years. You see what I'm saying? Um, mm. so, so it's just, it's an enormous number of people, um, like, you know, especially like, you know, I started this thing out of, uh, out of a bakery, kind of just like working in one of those, um, kind of, uh, you know, it was just a place that had free free Wi-Fi. You know, like, <laughs> uh, um, um, but, but but basically, uh, you know, how do you keep them aligned? Um, you know, I I, th- I think it just you you just have to have really good lieutenants. So uh, your 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 VPs have to be strong, uh, kind of operational. Uh, you know people um as, as opposed to um necessarily kind of the uh tactical you know you know gr- grunt workers you know you know what i mean like, like early yeah, yeah. early on you're hiring all these magicians that can that can do um you know very specific tasks uh as the company becomes older you actually need managers to to um to, to manage the, the, the those those large teams, you know, like we, you know, we had something like 70, 80 sales salespeople, 70, 80 wow. uh, customer service people, you know. So, um, so, you, so you just need strong strong uh, vice presidents. You know? How do you? There's there's a lot over the last couple of years. Um, you know, Vern Harnish wrote Scaling Up, which is kind of version 2.0 of mastering the Rockefeller habits. Um, EO has kind of exploded as an organisation. Um, you know, Jim Collins' books are sort of back in the in the spotlight. Um, Peter Drucker's having a resurgence with his books. You know, there's a lot of talk about vision and values and mission, and a lot of people, particularly in small business. And I'm sure when you started out in the bakery, you weren't really spending a lot of time writing out your vision and your values on, on a Google Doc. You're probably spending more time solving engineering problems and software problems. But at what point does that kind of vision and values become really important in terms of attracting the right lieutenants and the right tacticians to the organization? Oh, so so that kind of stuff, um, it, I, I, it's extremely important from day one. Um, you see, when you're doing a startup, you, you really have... Um, you really have nothing, you know. It's just it's just one guy or a small team, uh, and so you know it's very difficult to convince people to quit their their paying jobs and join you on this kind of, you know, not very well paying job. Uh, and so you know, I, I think the way that you uh, kind of get people to to join you in, in in the early days is by kind of projecting that really bold and audacious vision. Uh, you know, in, in my case, like, I wanted to be the world's leading provider of, you know, search marketing software. I wanted it to, to create a, you know, $100 million business here, you know, and I thought, you know, as a 20, 20-something, you know, like in my 20s, uh, a decade ago, I, I thought that was like crazy. I thought that was like, uh, the biggest possible vision I could ever project. You know, you know, looking back, uh, you know, I wish, I wish I had projected an even larger, more uh, <laughs> uh, 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 audacious vision. But, but, wow. um, but, but, I think um, the the key here is that um, uh, I think your question is like, how important is that vision and 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 um, and 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 uh, uh, core values and stuff like this. It, uh, it, 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 without this, um, you really have no chance 
of um, first first of all attracting the, the the right people to to join join your your startup um, because um, it, it's it's uh, my my theory is that you have to be so crazy with your your vision, like so audacious, so delusional, uh, that you know that ninety nine percent of people who hear your pitch say will 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 think that this is crazy and it's not for them. Uh, but but maybe one one or two percent of people who who hear the pitch, you know, uh, they'll you know they'll be like sign me up. And 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 um, those are the types of people, the only type of people who can actually uh, make make this a reality. You know, um, mm-hmm. and and so it's kind of like a filter. Uh, what you're doing is you're you're kind of screening out, uh, you know, people who who. Uh, who have less audacious, um, you know, kind of uh, personalities and and, 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 and and characteristics, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. When when you start out in the early days, um, and you and you you know, I think as entrepreneurs and as people as creators, people who make things, we we live for feedback. We uh, we put something out in the world, we get feedback, and that spurs us on to either make something better to get better feedback or to impact more people. If we if we feel like we're onto something that's working, we want to just expand our reach. When you don't get feedback, though, which happens all the time, especially when you're first starting out, because uh, it's hard to get attention, it can be very demoralizing. How did you stay motivated in those early days when you know you're just trying to get traction and i'm not going to pretend for a minute that it was all rainbows and unicorns but when you when you're just trying to get traction and and you're kind of just not getting much feedback and there's not much happening how do you stay motivated and not just quit you know there's different types of motivations and i would say uh early on i was definitely significantly motivated by like just a fear of failure you know so so you you yeah. you raise a lot of money so that means you're making promises to these investors like i i had raised you know over the course of uh the last decade i raised about 20 million dollars for this venture yeah. um but uh but the first few years were, were, were pretty rough and i was just um you know really nervous about you know the the first venture not working because it's like that's kind of the key to you know getting investors for your next uh, adventure you know yeah. what i mean yeah. um so, uh, so 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 there was that motivation uh another one is is just um um you know pride like you're when you when you start a business you're really putting yourself out there you know <laughs> especially especially, yeah. especially a marketing software business because like you're 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 basically making the claim that you know how to help people to to uh you know grow their businesses and stuff like this and so like i just thought it would be very ironic or humiliating <laughs> if if the company had you know any outcome other than success <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah totally you know um but uh yeah so so it's funny you find motivation you know in, in in all sorts of different ways whether it's like the the uh the the, the praise and thanks of, of thankful customers or or just just the, the pressure and weight of of uh you know kind of your your your, your situation um you know i would say uh the first three four three, four years of, of WordStream were extremely difficult, um, you know, but mm-hmm. then, then uh, you know, about uh, into 2014, the company uh, kind of turned a corner, became extremely profitable, uh, and and, um, and it, it was a pretty, uh, pretty exciting, um, you know, times. 
growth is exciting, isn't it? I was talking to my business partner the other day, and I'm like, I, I'm fueled by growth, man. If I can't see growth, I just I can't, I start to lose interest if 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 I can't see that growth. And growth is a very exciting thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. It's just you want the numbers to go up, and um, yeah. it's just a video game. You're you're trying to <laughs> you know execute different different maneuvers to to make the numbers go up. And, you know, um, it, it's that's what, what we're doing here. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think uh, made the difference in around 2014 to get out of those hard years and for it to become super profitable? What do you think was the key factor there? Oh, it was just a confluence of a, of, of a couple of different. Uh, uh, factors that kind of converged all at the same time. Um, you know, we we expanded our, our product offering uh, into uh, both Google AdWords and Facebook. So for the first time, I felt like this was a, a really defensible kind of a pay-per-click advertising platform, whereas previously we were, you know, very much focused on, on, on just Google. Um, you know, there wasn't you know, we supported Microsoft as well, but I, I never really felt that like they were uh, yeah, like a significant enough um, mm. kind of a multi-platform you know competitor for for, for, for to, to to provide like you know significant value. You know, mm. um, uh, and, and so, so there was that. Um, yeah, we we you know the product was uh, you know. We, we we had you know fixed all the issues and um, yeah just just a lot of uh, you know tailwinds I guess and 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 and, and good fortune you know so mm. I do want to pivot in a moment and talk about uh, your new venture Mobile Monkey which is very exciting uh, but before we get there when at some point in Wordstream your job will have changed and you're no longer on the tools you're no longer engineering you're no longer kind of hacking the thing together you become you know an owner of a company you become a CEO you you've got lieutenants under you that are reporting to you did you miss being having dirty hands and rolling your sleeves up and being in the trenches did you kind of end up being an owner of a business going oh man I just want to go back to the bakery and start hacking things together again um no you know it, it, it's just like uh, um, you have different role, uh, a different role to play, um, you know, depending on the life cycle of the company. And I thought it was it was a really fantastic experience to have a chance to uh, experience, you know, f- starting at the very beginning, uh, you know, like just you know, kind of from like a software engineering type roles, and then and then more product related roles, and then later, uh, in, you know, towards the end, I was mostly focused on marketing, um, mm-hmm. just just lead, lead lead generation and that kind of stuff. Uh, but but um, yeah, I, I thought it was a fantastic adventure, and and um, you know, I, I can't think of another uh, you know, like a another more rewarding you know thing that, that that you could you could dedicate you know a decade towards. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is a meta question, but WordStream being a pay-per-click uh, search, um, uh, sorry, a, a paid search tool, did you use other avenues other than paid search to grow WordStream? Oh, uh, it was mostly a content marketing uh, machine. So yeah. uh, uh, that that website does, uh, like WordStream.com does millions of unique visitors every month. Um, like wow. it's probably like more than Moz, like even though like, you know, Moz is like a uh, like like an organic search company. Like like you know like yeah. if you, if you just Google things like AdWords or keyword tool and just see what what ranks for those those words. Um, you know yeah. you can you can kind of see how we 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 drove millions of visitors to that site. Uh, so it, you know largely uh, you know content marketing SEO. 
uh, you know, very strong social presence. Um, you know, the the online advertising is is a, is a is a it's a part of that, but it's you know yeah. sing, single digits. It's not it's not the majority of the of the traffic. Yeah. What sort of what sort of content team did you have at WordStream when you left the when you sold the company? What 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 is the what did the content team look like? Yeah. You know, it's it was very small. It was just um, myself and, um, and 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 a blog editor basically. So um, that's wow. that's the great thing about um, you know. Uh, uh, you know, content is it's 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 very scalable. Like like if you have the distribution channels and the emails, uh, you know, and the and the link building skills and all this stuff, like like it, it you know, it pays enormous dividends over, over uh, uh, you know, a, a significant amount of time. Uh, let's talk about Mobile Monkey. It's your new venture. For those that haven't seen it, we are going to put a link in the show notes, of course, to MobileMonkey.com. But what is Mobile Monkey? What's the elevator pitch? Um, so the pitch is that most people prefer communicating on messaging, um, yet most businesses are communicating with their customers via email. Uh, and, and, and so the idea here is that, um, you know, shouldn't you guys, you know, businesses be adopting messaging, uh, to, to engage your customers because it's significantly higher open rates and engagement rates. Like we're talking, you know, 70, 70, 80% open rates, yep. you know, 20% click through rates versus, you know, 5% re open rates on email and, and, and yeah. 1% click, click through rates. So, so it's yeah. like a hundred times better. Uh, yeah. Uh, and 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 um, you know it's more engaging than than anything you can do in email. Like you can you can go back and forth uh, with, with, with a chat bot. So so like you could um, do surveys or um, you know event registrations or like just lead qualification that kind of stuff. It's it's more more dynamic uh, and 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 it, and it's the future. It's like the you know it's a kind of a communication like a, a shift in communication preferences it's well underway and it's just a matter of time before businesses uh kind of um you know figure this out um uh, so right, right now we're focusing on facebook messenger as, as sort of the, the 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 marketing channel although you know the hope is to to expand to other other uh popular messaging channels like google and apple uh in time um and and um and this is this is a very exciting space. It feels like uh, being a pioneer in like the email marketing space from like 20 years ago, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, it's it's a very exciting startup, and um, you know, I hope uh, I hope you guys can 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 try it out. Yeah, I definitely will be taking it for a spin. The obvious question that most of my listeners have got right now is, how is this any different to ManyChat? Well, look, uh, I think it's it's substantially easier to use. Uh, I think it's. Uh, uh, you know, really, we've we've got our the the world's leading um, uh, chatbot for for WordPress. Uh, so so we have a mm. like w, WP chatbot. It's it's used by hundreds of thousands of uh, of, of uh, businesses. Mm. Um, and and um, you know, it's just a really uh, an intuitive, powerful marketing platform. Uh, and and um, you know, you, you, I, I'd love to work with you. Uh, you know, there, there, there's there's that too. You get to work with me, yeah. my, my team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and awesome. I didn't know you had WP Chatbot. That's news to me. So I'm definitely going to take that for a spin because we're massive WordPress fans. Um, and we use it for, you know, and, and all of our listeners and our, our customers use it to build websites for clients and roll out digital marketing campaigns for clients. What have you learned from your WordStream days that you're now applying to growing a new startup? Um, so 
like how much time do you have? Uh, <laughs> well, in terms uh, of okay, let me let me let me rephrase it. Um, Mobile Monkey is a relatively new company. Uh, you're in uh, you know growth phase. Well, I'm obsessed with growth hacking at the moment. Uh, what have you learned from what have you learned from a growth point of view? Like what what have you basic what what did you learn from Wordstream? You're like okay, we're not going to do that again because it didn't work, but we're going to go all in on this. We're going to try this because it's probably going to work. So you know, Troy, the the tactics change. You know, like uh, it's not like I can I can grow this business on like you know Facebook ads because like the costs have gone up you know a hundred times yeah. in the last six years. You know, like yeah. um, but. Uh, uh, so, so, so we're, we're exploring all sorts of new tactics, uh, you know, that are relevant to, to 2019. Um, but the, the thing that I learned a lot, um, was the power of brand. Um, so, uh, in my early days, I would have thought brand marketing is, is, is a joke. Uh, and, and that, you know, these, I could run lead generation campaigns to be very, very successful based on kind of my mastery of the, of the, um, underlying channel, you know? Um, but, um, what I, what I've recognized now as I'm older is that the success and failure of those campaigns that I were running, what were largely predetermined based on the brand affinity of the client that I was working for. Okay. So like if you're doing ads for Nike or something, it's going to be successful. Okay. <laughs> like it, it, it has a big, big brand and people, people already want to want to use the, those, those products. Uh, and so um, if, if there's one really big learning that I've you know, as it pertains to, to, to marketing, uh, it's just it's just kind of the the critical um, uh, element of brand and, and making it so that people really know and love your 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 company and and what it, understand what it stands for um, because that has an enormous impact on 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 um, you know click click through rates uh, as well as conversion rates which are pretty key um, you know. Uh, uh, basically, people prefer to buy from the companies that they've heard of before and and and, and love, um, but overwhelmingly, like by by two to three times, uh, mm. and and uh, so so the key here is 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 uh, to 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 really be known for for uh, doing something, uh, you know, and uh, and having a, a strong brand reputation, um, and and um, I think that would be my number one learning. That's kind of hard when you're starting out, though, isn't it? I'm thinking about our audience as well, who are who who are you know still trying to establish their brand reputation within their local markets. It's hard when you don't have a big brand budget or you or you don't have big branding. Um, is is con- I mean, I'm you know I'm teeing you up here for the answer, but is content one of those ways that you can establish brand reputation quickly? Um, yeah. So so. Co- that that definitely can be uh, uh, one of the ways. Um, you know, what I found is that um, you know different people have different skills, and and um, what's what's very important is that you 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 execute remarkably well w- within you know one or two channels. It, it's it's not necessarily that you you have to run Facebook ads and you have to run you know content and a blog and link building and blah blah blah. Like, um, it, you know. We're we're ext- I'm, I'm extremely good at um, uh, partner marketing, for example, because um, mm. uh, I have a big audience, and there's a lot of companies that would like me to work with their with their 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 audience as well, uh, and and so we we do all sorts of uh, part partner marketing. Uh, marketing partnerships, um, so so like big big online events and that and that kind of stuff, 
um, you know, so, so it, it's just you just have to pick pick something where where you feel like you you can you could be a unicorn like the kind of the top two or three percent and really focus on that th- those areas, uh, but then just being very intentional about the message you're promoting and 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 um, you know like just being consistent uh, in, in in terms of the the you know the guarantee the key key selling points, uh, you know as I was kind of describing you know Mobile Monkey to you earlier like just you know staying on on message um, you know just have that really buttoned up tightly and then and, and then not not necessarily like changing it every few months you, you see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, that, well, actually, one of the questions I had here on my, my little cheat sheet was partnerships, because WordStream, as you said, started out as a, an AdWords platform, really, but then moved into Facebook uh, uh, advertising later on. How important, and I know the answer to the question, <laughs> you've already answered it, but how important are partnerships? I know how important partnerships have been with the growth of our company, but how important are partnerships to someone who's just starting out and maybe doesn't have a big audience of their own? It can sometimes be intimidating to approach other people for partnerships. What are some of the, the insights that you can offer there that you've learned? So when I left WordStream, it was really sad because WordStream had a email list of millions of, of, of people and it was very easy for me to do marketing because there's that whole flywheel of, of, of like, you know, every time I do a blog post, it goes out to the newsletter, you know, you know? Uh, and so mm-hmm. because uh, that's the intellectual property of that company, uh, I couldn't, you know, you can't take that with you. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, so the way over the last year that I bootstrapped my new lists, like you know, it, you know, we're hundreds of thousands of names here. Um, it it was through through partner marketing, um, and so you know, I would do events with you know companies like Buffer or or HubSpot or you know just just um, you know. Literally, uh, you know, I would do 10, 12 events a, a month uh, and, and just, uh, w- you know, we would do these, mm. you know, kind of uh, lead lead sharing and, and uh, co-promotion, you know, those kind of mm. things where, where it's kind of like a potluck where where we both kind of work on this together. We're both going to, you know, put in a lot of effort and we'll, we'll both share the reward kind of thing. And, yeah. and, and, and it's like in poker where you're just doubling up. Like if you if you start off with like 500 names on your list, that becomes 1,000, 1,000 becomes 2,000. 2000 becomes 4000 it, it just it's a really great partnerships is an extremely leveraged way of of uh, mm. of uh, getting your your content in front of you know other people's audiences mm. uh, and and uh, i think i think that's uh I would say that that was sort of my unicorn bootstrap, for, you know, for the last twelve months. Uh, you know, and, and so I, these these online events you're talking about are, are predominantly um, like a like an online training webinar where you're showcasing Mobile Monkey to your partner's audience. Yeah, it could be webinars or you know, actually, uh, webinars are kind of feeling a bit dated at this point. Um, yeah. You know, we we also like live streams going into into. Yeah. Um, different uh, social communities uh we also do online summits where we invite like you know a dozen speakers uh, to talk about different different aspects of a of a kind of a featured topic um so so just just a lot of um different um uh kind of partner you know but most mostly events yeah yeah Awesome, um, and uh, the the who, who's the who's the perfect customer for Mobile Monkey? Is it an agency rolling out strategies for clients, or is it the small business marketer? 
Um, you know, agencies are obviously a, a kind of a, a, a le- point of leverage because they have uh, more customers and they um, they tend to stay on as a customer longer because, like, you know, even if they lose a customer or two, they'll 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 gain uh, another customer or two. Uh, yeah. So so um, so agencies are, are probably. Uh, uh, you know, they're they're fewer in quantity, but more strategic. You know, in terms of the 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 uh, the, the value. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that um, messaging is so important. Um, you know, and that there's just so many hundreds of millions of businesses out there that should be doing it. So, the, so it's 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 not like I can say that the small business, um, you know, is 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 any less important. So, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think ahead of uh, you know who I can refer over to Mobile Monkey. I don't want to send you the wrong people, so I'm just thinking about our network and who the right uh, who the right audience is. So I uh, appreciate you answering that question. Um, if there was one thing you could fix right now about Mobile Monkey from your lessons from Wordstream, if you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing in the next seven days, what would it be? Um, you know, it's. Uh you you maybe um it's it's always a challenge in the early stage uh recruiting is uh you know finding finding the right people um and and if i had a a kind of a you know more more budget to spend on this 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 project maybe i i would uh i wish i had like a, a an in-house recruiter to 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 um you know let me see more candidates and, and that kind of stuff and find talent um but uh but overall i'm pretty happy with with uh you know how things are going it's been a a pretty um exciting year we've gone from uh, you know, literally nothing to being the fastest growing uh, Facebook Messenger marketing platform in, in the world, uh, wow. and and um, uh, you know we've got uh, literally millions and millions of users here. So um, just I, I can't complain. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh, Larry Kim, I want to thank you for everything you do and uh, also thank you for your generosity in coming onto the podcast and sharing your insights with our audience and I look forward to taking Mobile Monkey for a spin and keeping in touch. Awesome. It's uh, available as a as a uh, WordPress plugin. Just uh, search for, for, for WP Chatbot and, 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 and you'll find it right there. All right? Awesome. Thanks, gang. Uh, That's another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. Subscribe at iTunes, look us up on YouTube and Facebook and get in touch. Uh, I look forward to speaking with you again next week on the podcast. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate. Go Elevate.